Okay, so I literally just finished recording a full module on this for my clients. And uh, this comes up quite a bit. It comes up so much. Like, I will be on a coaching call with a client, and she's like, well, how are people in QLE getting results? Like, my clients are really struggling, and they're not showing up, and I feel uh, kind of disheartened about it, and, and you know, have a bunch of complainers, and people are not wanting to pay me, and, uh, you know, or they can't afford it, or they start, you know, all this, all this stuff starts happening, right? And, you know, it's, it's like the worst thing to be pouring your heart into a program and then you see people not getting the results that you want them to get, right? So I want to um, do a little bit of troubleshooting on this because I think this is everybody's biggest fear, right? So four things that I want to walk you through that are probably what the problem is, right? It's somewhere wrong there. So the number one is uh, your mindset when you were attracting these people. Right. So um, what happens is that when you were launching your program, you were probably not confident enough to attract the people who actually who you actually wanted to to work with. Right. Um, you probably attracted the people you knew you could save. Right. Because <laughs> at the beginning, you're a little bit intimidated by your true ideal client. And instead, you go for the market that you know you can save. OK. The, the problem with that is that the those tend to not be the people who are the right fit for you, right? And you're just trying to put warm bodies into your program. And I want you to look at the, the body of clients you have right now and look at the people who are trying to quit, who are not getting the results, you're not who are not performing, and go back to when you were having that sales call with them. Like, go back to the moment when you were deciding whether they were right fit. And and more likely than not, you justified having them in the program, but your gut feeling was like, oh, I don't think this is the right fit. There's something that is just not a match, right? You had that gut feeling. You knew that you were on that sales call, but you needed the money or you wanted the people on the program or whatever you have and you just kind of overrode your instinct and you said okay i'm gonna bring these people in here's the thing it happens to everybody it happens to every single coach when they're first launching their group program because they're so scared that they're not going to be get uh, be able to get the people in they tend to end up with some great people and some not so great people okay and then sooner or later you know, in the first, after the first launch or two, they have to let some people go. Okay. There's mutual separation agreements and this, this or that or the other, and it can be very painful, right? I personally have worked through those situations, have had that happen when I had a person in the program who was so not a fit and I knew it on the call. I knew it was going to be problematic right? I, I overrode my instinct. I still remember the sales call where she told me that she decided to not pay the other coach. And I should have said, okay, I do not want people who decide to not pay other coaches in the program. But for whatever reason, I uh, heard her reasoning and I justified it. And, you know, somehow I let her into the program, right? And then I regretted it every day ever since. It was so bad, I cannot even tell you, right? 
you know, this was then right now I have a lot more resilience and I have a lot more experience with handling uh, clients who are not the right fit. Um, but then, you know, it was very difficult. Okay. So, uh, so there, there are, you know, there, there's the mindset of just trying to fill your program with warm bodies and sometimes we'll make the wrong choices. Okay. If that's happened to you and you're stuck with clients that you don't really love, I want to invite you to forgive yourself. Okay. Because sometimes we take so much responsibility. It's like, oh, should have, shouldn't have had this person in. I feel so guilty. Now they're paying me money. They're not getting the results. And I knew it. I knew they wouldn't get the results. Blah, 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 blah. Forgive yourself. Okay. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to let people into your program. But at the same time, it's still their responsibility. They made the decision as much as you did. Right. It was a mutual decision. They probably did it out of despair, whatever, you know, Hail Mary, uh, whatever. They felt like you were the Hail Mary pass and, and, and whatever. And they thought they were going to be rescued by you. And, and it just isn't working out. Okay. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing I want you to look at is your positioning, right? Once you come to the conclusion, all right, I want to up level my audience and I, uh, and, and I see this with our clients all the time, like, you know, um, they say, oh, I want to attract, uh, for example, entrepreneurs who are not at the beginning of the stages. I want to be attracting people who are already making money and who are just trying to grow their audience or whatever, uh, grow their client base, excuse me. And then I look at their positioning and it's almost like there's fear, like they're still saying you know, uh, create your 10K months or six-figure years or whatever, which is, of course, speaking to the beginners. Somehow, they're just terrified of transitioning their positioning, right? But you you got to realize that, um, that the positioning is always aspirational, right? If I'm a beginner, uh, I'm not, I, I'm going to be att attracted to something that tells me, you know, may, do your first 100K year, right? If I'm at 100K, I'm going to be attracted to the first seven figure year, whatever, right? So you actually have to be aspirational with your positioning, right? And this is where fear gets in a way. There's, you know, am I going to be repelling a lot of the people? And then there's, of course, imposter syndrome, right? Am I really qualified to be teaching this? You know, I'm barely at this level and I'm telling people to get at this level. I'm not even there yet, all those things, right? So so that's the second thing to look at. Is your positioning and is the content that you're teaching really at the level of the client that you're trying to attract, right? Another thing you have to look at is what are you actually teaching in your content, Right? You know, I I stay away from the step-by-step, -step, the reels, the, you know, the in teaching the email list and teaching just the tactical stuff because I know that that is the stuff that people can get on Google or YouTube for free all day long. And um, I know that it attracts the people who are at the extreme beginning of their journey. And I also know those are not my people, people who are going from free training to free training, you know, we have a lot of those people in our communities. And I know, I know it's going to be years before they have been failing enough to where they sign up to work with us, quite frankly, right? So 
Um, so I try to stay away from the tactical uh, content, right? So that's the second thing is your positioning in your content. The third thing to look at is really getting clear on who isn't your ideal client. Because um, I did this at the beginning. I didn't do a good enough job repelling the wrong people, right? We get so good at communicating the pain points, right? We get so good at speaking to the pain points. And sometimes we get too stuck in the pain points and that we're uh, attracting the people with all the pain points, but they're actually, there is not a lot of drive and aspiration to change where they're at, right? So, uh, and I wasn't, honestly, this is also just experience. Like I wasn't clear and I wasn't being coached on this. Right. So right now I know that the people who come to us and they they start saying things like, you know, and there is despair. There is like, you know, this is my this is the thing that is going to save me. This is my Hail Mary pass. You know, I know that those are not an ideal fit because they are looking outside of themselves. It's like they're outsourcing this and they they believe that I'm their savior. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know. I, oh, Jesus Christ, you have no idea. Like, no, like this is not a fit for you, right? Because I know that they are not going to succeed if that's that's what's, that, that's what's going on, right? Um, you know, people who have a lot, a lot, a lot of mindset issues, you know, people who are, um, for example, complaining a lot about other coaches, um, you know, I go, quite frankly, the way I think about this is, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, um, bad business coaches out there for sure. And at the same time, like I have been in programs where 95% people don't get any results at all. And I show up and I'm like, well, I paid for this. So <laughs> might as well. And I get 10 X result. I'm always the star client, right? I make sure any program I'm in and I'm in multiple programs. I am the star client. I'm the top performer. I am the, uh, I am the testimonial right? Because I'm not going to spend money on something and then, uh, you know, not get the results, however little support there is, you know, yes, I've been in programs where I totally, totally failed. And typically, those are the programs that have to do with automation and whatever, totally uh, out of alignment with my purpose. So I know to not do it. <laughs> right? I sometimes I, I almost, almost I was so close, like signing up for this evergreening you know, teacher. And I was like, no, 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 not my purpose. I gotta stay away from that. I, yeah, no. Right. So, um, so you gotta be really, really clear on who's not your ideal client, you know, for us, you know, in all honesty, every retreat on day one, and you guys are going to see that, um, as we're starting our retreat next week, you know, there's always somebody it's like all caps, you know, screaming in the chat, totally overwhelmed, upset. And if there's nobody like that, then there's somebody messaging Jay or messaging somebody on my team uh, saying, you know, something about me, you know, <laughs> there's people just like complaining or that they're really upset because the replay didn't stream on time and it was five minutes late or something. And, uh, you know, people are showing you who they are, right? In, in, your, in the content, in the group, in your group, uh, you know, in their emails, you know, when, uh, you know, they're, they're showing you who they are, like really believe them and do not get them on a sales call. Like, 
uh, you're not going to enjoy working with them, right? Like in our program, I really, uh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful program. I really appreciate all the amazing women that are in QLE. And I'm literally like, no, I'm not going to bring somebody abrasive or somebody totally just mean into the program, right? You know, there's also like people who get really upset because their question in the chat didn't get answered right away. I was like, uh oh, you know, we're giving you free content. Have a little grace. You know, I give people so, so, so much during the retreat, you know, so that's some of the things that you're going to see that you need to stay away from. And then there is the, um, you know, there's the, the, the up and down and the spiraling, right? Like if we have been on the phone with somebody for three retreats straight and it, there's a lot of like, you know, emotional issues, then, you know, we say, Hey, you know, we'll be here, but there's some healing to do. And we don't think we're ready to scale your business. So sometimes you just have to, you know, you don't want to just attract to wrong people into the, into the program. And that is also because like the energy of the group that you have, you got to protect that because that attracts the like to itself, right? So when you have a bad apple in the program, uh, then, you know, it's going to keep energetically, it's going to keep some of the good apples out. So you want to make sure that you're protecting the energy of it. What else? What else? What else? Oh, the last thing. So we covered three points so far, right? Your mindset, number two, your positioning, how you're positioning your retreat, your content, all that stuff, right? Are you are you aspirational enough when you're attracting the right level of clients? Uh, you know, number three, are you repelling the wrong people? Are do you know who is not a right fit in for the program? Are you saying that out loud, right? That it is really, really for the people who are committed, who are going to do the work, who are kind, blah blah blah, right? And then finally. Uh, finally, pacing. Pacing is a huge deal, right? When somebody joins QLE, my intention for them is to get results in the first six to eight weeks. Like have their 20, 30, 50, 100, $150,000 retreat, um, wherever they are on the journey. And it literally took me learning how to be really cheeky. <laughs> I know it's a British word, but a little bit uh, in their face. You know, at the beginning, I was more concerned with being like and liked and making them feel comfortable than with getting them results. Okay. And I will tell you, there are things about our business that we really are scared to do that we really don't want to do. Legion, for example, Legion is such a big deal. Most coaches stay away from coaching and teaching and legion altogether. It is such a sensitive topic. Here is the truth about legion, right? Either you're going to do it organically or you're going to pay for it, right? So you get to choose. You're going to go and find your people and get them into your launches, into your retreats, or you're going to have to pay for ads to do that right? Unless you have incredibly dedicated audience 
that, you know, we have a pretty big audience, guys, but we can fill our lunches with, you know, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 people just, just putting posts out, you know, and I have been pretty consistent with my content. So I'm looking at the folks who are just starting out. They don't have the following. They cannot rely on just putting posts out there. It just doesn't work, right? So, you know, so, so it's DMing right? Or it's paying for ads. And yes, of course, there's content, there's going in other people's platforms, and there's podcast guesting, and there's, uh, you know, doing live streams and doing workshops and going, that's all there too, you know, leveraging all the tools you can. But at the beginning, I was really shying away from teaching that because it was very uncomfortable. People are like, what? I have to reach out to people? That's out of alignment. That doesn't feel comfortable. Yada, 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 right? And I literally have to tell them, you know, look, this is what I had to do to go from zero and, you know, food stamps and not being able to provide, you know, not being able to afford any maternity leave for my daughter. And I said, you know, listen, I'm going to befriend a whole bunch of people online and I am going to strike up a conversation. I'm going to get them into my retreats. And I got manually, you know, one conversation at a time while breastfeeding you know, while actually sleeping, I got 2000 people into my retreats. And I had to be clear about that. I had to push them. I had to encourage them. I had to help them with, you know, all the fears. I had to help them with the word trucks. You know, how do you say this? You don't offend a bunch of people and you don't seem creepy online because, oh my goodness, some of the DMing that I see, I'm like, aha, please don't do that. You're really, really ruining your reputation. But, you know, and it's a tough thing. So, you know, I also had to be brutally honest with them. It's like, yeah, you got to be visible. You got to go live. You got to start talking. You got to open your mouth. You got to be uncomfortable. And now I'm like, I'm, I I talk about it on the retreat. You know, it's it's part of my whole spiel. And it's part of the serve method now. You know, in order for a business strategy to serve, you has to serve, or in order to, excuse me, for in order for a business strategy to work, it has to serve you and it has to serve them. Meaning it has to serve your spiritual growth. Meaning you have to do the scary stuff in order to grow, right? So so it has become part of everything that I teach now in the server tree, but it wasn't that at the beginning, right? So I wasn't pacing people. I wasn't helping them understand that they cannot just sit uh, behind the scenes and be working on something, you know, creating in a vacuum, right? I wasn't doing that because I was so scared. They're going to say, what? I'm supposed to be doing work. This is uncomfortable and I hate it, right? So it is. it just becomes you're being super honest, super direct, and super clear about what is it going to take to get the results. And I talk about it on the retreats. There's no surprises, right? Like nobody's ever come to my program. What? I have to do Legion? Are you crazy? Like why did nobody tell me that, you know? It's like, that's why I'm so upfront about it on, on our retreats that, you know, this is, you know, it, it is not easy, but, you know, if you have money saved up for Facebook ads, by all means do it. But my sense is, my guess is if you're doing it because you're scared of doing Legion, they're not going to work either. You know, the universe is going to stop you because you got to work through your imposter syndrome about things anyway. So, um, so that is kind of how <laughs> this works, right? And there's pacing. When people come into QLE, we give them the checklist for the first six weeks. You got to do this, and then you got to do this, and then you got to do this, right? And uh, we set the expectations, right? We really, really push them out the door. It's almost like, go fly. You're not ready. 
I don't care. You're going to be visible. You're going to be uncomfortable, but you're going to love it because remember the last time you did something a little bit uncomfortable, you were a little bit scared and you did it anyway. Just the energy uplift that it brings to you, that's where you start attracting people to you. That's, you know, courage is sexy. And then business starts working once you start doing that, right? So anyway, so those are the four things for you to think about, right? So mindset, positioning, uh, not not repelling the wrong people and not doing the pacing and not being really, really straight about what it takes to get the results. So really hope hope it was helpful. You guys, I really hope everybody who's listening to this, I really, really hope that you are, uh, that you're joining us in the next week's retreat. You know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put the link below in the comment section for you to join. It's going to take you to the registration page. When you register, it's going to pop you right into our Facebook group. When you come in, um, I put in, uh, put in, um, you know, Eva's podcast. I'll put the number of the episode if you remember. If you don't, that's fine. So, so that I approve you right away. Um, because we're doing, we're doing onboarding sessions um, on Zoom. You're going to find a post right on top of the group. And they are so fun. They are so fun. We're doing onboarding sessions for this retreat. I really don't want you to miss out on that. Um, we're doing one ex- uh, actually on Monday. Well, depending on when you're listening to this. And we're really diving into what your methodology is, what your method, what your model, your formula, whatever it is that you're going to be teaching in your retreat. Lots of fun conversations. So thank you so much for being here. And I cannot wait to see you on the onboarding call.